As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Here comes Creepy Dave. Hey, everybody. Everybody call me Creepy Dave. Hey, crows. Okay, it's too much crows. Wait, who's that? All right, okay. Here comes a creepy Dave. <laughs> That's what people call me. <laughs> How you doing? Okay, you walk away. <laughs> Uh-oh, creepy Dave made a pee-pee. <laughs> it's everywhere. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Monday, May 8th. 2023. I'm Jay Eskeets, back in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to him, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, as you are already. The takes are a flying <laughs> this morning, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't done that. Go get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. We got lots of great stuff there. And hey, once you're done with this classic, highly recommend you check out the brand new episode of Is This Good with special guest Ariel Helwani of The Ringer and HBO and Showtime. This guy's everywhere. He joins Matty O and JD to discuss... Among many other things, taking your shoes off in someone's house, <laughs> kissing strangers, tickling someone in the octagon is apparently a topic on this, uh, flight attendant controversies, and a whole lot more. I can't wait to fire this one up. Is this good? Has its own YouTube feed and its own podcast feed. And, and what a get here. This is a big guest for the boys at ITG. AJD? Eh, yeah. yeah. Love Ariel. He's so oh. good. So... This is a banger. Uh, you're going to like this okay. one. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Go check that out after we're done with this one. Um, it turns out you guys need me here in, in the USA for the playoffs. <laughs> Not to host the show. Why is that? Why well, do we need you? You guys killed it. You need me for entertaining games. <laughs> I left on Thursday. What happens Thursday night? Warriors beat the Lakers by 27. Boring. Friday. Okay. Celtics beat the Sixers by 12. We had a somewhat close game, I guess, between the... Suns and the Nuggets. But then on Saturday, the Heat wax the Knicks by 19. The Lakers crush the Warriors by 30. I come back on Sunday. And everything's A-OK, baby. <laughs> Look at these <laughs> games we get on Sunday, an overtime game, and then that crazy, crazy game 
uh, in Phoenix. And let's start with that one, Tash. Do Absolutely. You, where, do you want to start with the actual game talk, or do you oh, want to go right God. to the Jokic Ishbia? Let's talk about basketball okay. just for a sec, because because everybody wants to talk about. The guy who scored 50 points going close to the owner who was holding the ball first Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before everything. And we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about it for a long time. So I think we can talk about the guy who dropped. (laughs) (laughs) I know we will. Very long. The guy who dropped 50 points uh, and Devin Booker on the other side. Two incredible performances. Devin Booker, the best player in, in the playoffs thus far. Great question. Maybe. The way he was pushing it and being forceful, the way he hasn't got a haircut, I think just shows how focused he is on the postseason. You were up in Canada where they like to have playoff beards for for the NHL playoffs. I think Devin Booker's doing the same thing. He can't waste half an hour or 45 minutes. He's just so locked in. And he's so locked in every time he gets the ball on pushing it up. And I know that the Nuggets are focusing on that between game four and game five. That guy was going going after it and going after Jokic with the last few minutes in the last few minutes uh, when Jokic was trying to carry the team to a victory 53 point night for Jokic like we can we can get to the Ishbia but I, just the on the Jokic thing in general the guy just you know he, he keeps on amazing all of us and we all say how how are those shots going in? And it's cool because Durant said the same thing after the game. Durant's just like us. He said, I hate when he makes shots because he's so unorthodox. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a miss. And then it goes straight in. Yeah. He's incredible. Exactly what we were thinking. Uh, I, I, I'd say the only the only weird thing at the end of this game was that Jokic-Murray turnover where, you know, other than the Ishbia incident. But where they're down three points and they're – two-man game was working so perfectly they handed each other handed it to each other like four times that was really really weird were they running like a flea flicker or something like (laughs) was somebody else going to come from the other side for a shot it just seems like it was a trick play and they out tricked themselves and the ball goes on the floor and that's when deandre ayton and Jokic tussle for it and then there's a jump ball and and ayton gets away with a little hand on the shoulder of Jokic. they get the ball and seal the game there's no rules when it comes to a jump ball I'm convinced. Yeah, There's Mal- none. Malo- it changes from game to game, from jump ball to jump ball. Yeah, maybe Malloy couldn't see it, but yeah, uh, weird one. Really weird ending to an incredible game. It was called an all-star game by Grand Hill during the third quarter oh. with defense. <laughs> and it was. It really was. I, I love the way Booker is pushing at every single possession. Durant was following him. And the Jokic-Murray dynamic is so incredible. One of those just guys, one of those tandems need a third guy. And finally, it was Landry Shaman in the fourth quarter hitting three threes. Game over. And now we can do it. But, I mean, I just wanted to talk about the, the basketball. No, now, let's keep now we talking hoops again. Yeah, we got there was all awesome the time in the basketball happened in this yeah, game. Yeah, go ahead, TK. What were your big takeaways? I love an epic duel. You know I love an epic duel. I would have loved to hear that from Grant Hill instead of an all-star game with defense. Interesting take. Just incredible <laughs> shot making is what it was. A small mm-hmm. versus a big going back and forth. You expect Devin Booker to hit a full speed 12 foot runner. You don't expect it from a guy who's 300 pounds bringing the ball up. But that was incredible stuff from Jokic. And you're right. It must be so frustrating to take him shots that you're like, oh, that's got to be a miss. And it goes in. Whereas with Booker, you're like, we're doing everything we possibly can. We don't want him to take any shot because he's going to make every single one of them. Nine misses. Over the weekend for Devin Booker, the guy's playing incredible basketball and then playing on the defensive end and as well, making things tough for Jamal Murray. But three things to me changed for Phoenix once they got to Phoenix. Number one, Kevin Durant completely stepped up in games three and four here. Game three, 39 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Followed that up with 36, 11, and six. Stars got to show up in the playoffs to have a chance. 
that has been the case for the Nuggets, I think. They've gotten good performances from Jokic and Murray for most of the time. The role players completely flipped. Landry Shamit hitting threes. Jock Landale, incredible minutes in both yep. games, three and four, bringing uh, the energy and just making it so you don't have to de- have Aiton out there quite as much. Terrence Ross hitting threes. Meanwhile, the Nuggets are getting absolutely nothing from the compound coast. Compost bros? Sorry. They're just trash right now. That's the problem. They scored 11 points yesterday. They're getting outplayed by the Suns bench, who we were talking about. They don't have a bench. Monty Williams was just trying to play anybody. It finally worked because of the third thing. Chris Paul got hurt, and now they play faster, and they play a lot more shooting, which makes things even easier for Booker, for Durant. There are shots to be had out there, and the Nuggets are doing whatever they can to take the ball out of Devin Booker's hands. Why wouldn't you? The guy is killing. Yeah. He can't miss. You got to force a double team. Unfortunately, sometimes the double team comes from Kevin Durant, wide open from the top of the key to knock it down. Or Shamit going Wario mode from the left corner. He couldn't miss last night either. So great stuff from the Suns. You hope all of your supporting pieces play better when you're at home, and they definitely did. Even DeAndre Ayton. The guy made some clutch plays in this one. The jump ball, he had a tough bucket, almost had an and one, missed the free throw. Maybe blocked Michael Porter Jr. on a pull-up uh, three-pointer. At least made it scary for yeah. Michael Porter Jr. on the pull-up. Yeah. But he basically got benched in Game 3, came back, and really helped Phoenix win the game in Game 4. Yeah, at some point after 9 p.m. Eastern last night, we had two epic duels on our television happening at the exact same time. This game, Game 4 here, Booker versus Jokic specifically, and then Tom versus Shiv on succession. Oh, what a scene that people are going to be talking about. And it was incredible. <laughs> I loved it. Let's talk Booker. 20-25 shooting in game three. That sounds fake, still to me. He follows it up with 36 points, like you guys said last night. 14 of 18. And he dished a postseason career-high 12 assists. Some of those were beautiful, surgical-like dimes, where letting the double come... Going to have a guy rotate to, let's say, KD at the top. Oh, I'll kick it to the corner. That was one for Sushamit specifically. Obviously had the huge and one to Eaton. You know, trusting him, going to him, had the mismatch. He hit that. I just loved... I can't believe I'm saying this. I was just impressed with his passing as I was all this scoring because over the last two games, the guy has scored 83 points on 79% shooting. And TK, you slipped it in there. KD has shown up in Phoenix... It's like being overlooked, totally. Just, you know, because of what Booker's done. Because I think, yeah, I think Durant level. can be and better. I think Durant can be a lot better. You saying uh, Booker's the bus driver? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, that's an NBA TV reference, baby. That's a Charles Barkley. Uh, Barkley. Yeah. yeah, Barkley Durant reference for yeah. a long time. Uh, yeah. well, Durant was twelve of thirty-one in Game Three. I know he went to the free throw line and he scored thirty-nine. I think there's something. He's not. He's not hundred percent back. I think the the footwork is just ain't there. Like at times. Uh, his feet are moving a little faster uh, than his body, and he's tripped himself uh, up a couple times. But Devin Booker looks like the fastest player in in the game in the NBA. I mean, he is really pushing it each and, each and every time. And I mean, he's considered a, a slight guy, uh, a smaller guy. But three thirty left, I think there was uh, there was a really important possession where. The game could have gone to the Nuggets. Uh, Jokic scored a possession where he fell over, and it was a five-point game, and then they go back on the defensive end, and Booker took it right at him smartly because Jokic was on the ground, and he had to do the offensive end and the defensive end, do everything. And he missed right in Jokic's face, but he was able to grab the offensive rebound because he was going after it, and he set up Durant for a shot uh, to get the spread a little bit bigger. So Booker, if you want to call him the MVP of the playoffs, Yes. I mean, that's that's totally, totally fair. He has been absolutely freaking incredible. Uh, he's been phenomenal. 
Uh, Jokic became the fifth player in NBA history to put up a 50-point, 10-assist playoff game. He obviously had better numbers than that. He joined Jerry West, Sleepy Floyd, Russell Westbrook, and Damian Lillard. So we got a big guy now going for 53 points. A lot of people pointing out, I've heard uh, on podcasts, even on Twitter last night, it, it did. It was a little reminiscent of the Mavericks trying to make Suns Steve Nash a bit more of a scorer instead of a facilitator when you think of like that 2005 second round series, I believe it was there, in that game four where Nash went for 48 points. Obviously his assists were way down, his turnovers were up that game because they were like, it's like pick your poison a little bit. Now, he still gets obviously 11 assists in this game, Jokic, he can, he can do it all. But do you like the game plan a little bit of staying home on the other guys and and like let Jokic try and beat you and let him go for your 40-plus? I think he's now 0-3 in postseason games where he goes for 40 or more points. That's right. I think it's the move. The Nuggets only got 22 three-pointers up. We've been talking about the math problem that the Suns have, and that wasn't a problem because yeah. they outshot Denver because Denver's not getting wide-open three-point looks off of the actions they usually do because their Nuggets... Just can't generate the looks because Phoenix is sticking to the guys on the three-point line and challenging a guy like Michael Porter Jr., who was trying to get himself going on the pull-up uh, with eight. And so it definitely works. 28 points on 25 shots with for Jamal Murray. You'll live with that if you're Phoenix. You know, not great efficiency. A pretty solid game for Murray, but nobody else came along for the ride, as Reggie Miller would like to say. And it's a largely because the Nuggets don't want to play with Jokic as a scorer. He can obviously put 53 on you. It was an incredible game. The guy's one of the three best players in the league, but he would rather distribute and get everybody else involved, and it makes the Nuggets a much more dangerous team when doing so. Also, like, just shoot a left-handed layup, man. That was a Patrick Ewing kind of move right there, botching that one right there yeah. at the end. Looked like he was trying to draw a foul. Yep. They were down, I think they were down five at that point, so three points definitely would help more so than two. Uh, and he caught it at the, the top. Two. He could have yeah. let it fly. <laughs> He likes to do that. He does that a lot, though. I mean, he's going to yep. just try and put pressure on the rim there when they're maybe you're like, oh, we probably need a three. It got away from them. Um, you already, you guys slipped in like the contributions from Shamit, but Jock Landell as well. Terrence Ross, like, it's good that Monty Williams, it took him a couple games to like find somebody on the bench because these guys were DNPs here early in this series. But TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, like, Warren only had five points, did hit some big free throws. Just having maybe those guys out there, the threat of shooting, like, it's a lot different than Josh Okoji. And Tory Craig, who I don't even believe played uh, in that one, right? So it's like, you know, they're at least a threat. And Ross backed it up, and Shamit obviously did in this one. This is his best game in a long time. Yeah, kudos to Money Williams. He overhauled his bench, really. Yeah. He wanted to play Bismack Biombo as the backup center. Now it's all Jock Landale, who has been awesome. Actually, when he was taken off with five minutes left for DeAndre Ayton, I worried there for a sec for them. This guy has been playing phenomenal. Given, given his body up, they can go to him as a, as a drop-off guy. But Trey slipped it in. DeAndre Ayton benched for the last five minutes of Game 3. Didn't talk to the reporters, but showed up in the last few minutes. He he, yep. he made up for it. And then on the wings, Monty Williams said, yeah, Terrence Ross, TJ Warren over Damian Lee and Torrey Craig. They've come through. I think uh, Devin Booker is, is always signaling to Terrence Ross. If you watch that relationship there, he wants T. Ross to shoot the ball and get him open because T. Ross can light it up. And good opportunity for him. He, he missed, definitely missed some, uh, but came through. And Landry Shamet, who has done it in the postseason before, way back when. It's been a, it's a weird journeyman, young journeyman career for that guy. But, uh, yeah, they came through. Unlike yeah, the, the the Nuggets guys who Christian Brown was benched in the second half, uh, didn't have didn't wasn't part of the compost crew, wasn't doing his part. Uh, but Jeff Green, 
um, you know, trying his ass off against Kevin Durant. And then the supporting players like Michael Porter was really, really forcing it, trying to get himself going, not making great decisions. But it was damn close in the end. Is it I mean, it's still 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, is it going to come down to, like, which one of these benches can travel and, like, give you a good game on the road, be it Phoenix and Denver as we go back for a pivotal Game 5, or the reverse, any of these Nuggets guys, you know, playing well in Game 6 in Phoenix because we know we're getting that. It might come down to this because the Stars are doing their part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> both Stars have showed up for both teams. Yeah. Uh, and you've gotten, I don't know, I saw Justin Tinsley on ESPN propose the crazy thing called the 2-1-1 theory. Your best player has to win you two playoff games yeah. in a series. Yep. Your second best player wins you one, and then your role players or a random dude wins you the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would you give two wins to Booker? Would you give one win to Booker and one win to Landry Shamit uh, getting mm. hot last night? I don't know, but you're going to have to have a role player game either way for both of these teams. Like Landry Shamit had 19 points yesterday. He had 18 points in the playoffs <laughs> going in to yesterday. Yeah. Does he get hot again? In Game 5, maybe so. I think the Nuggets are probably helping a little bit too much. Like, the shots are wide open for Shaman. Yeah. You can't help off Kevin Durant standing at the top of the key right there. But, yeah, there's a reason that's a saying. Role players play better <laughs> <laughs> at home yep. because they do. You're used to it. Uh, so we shall see. Pivotal Game 5 uh, right around the corner, right? It's on Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get that very, very quick. All right, let's get to the incident. Uh, Jokic assessed an unsportsmanlike technical foul in the second quarter for shoving Suns owner Matt Ishbia on the sideline. We have the clip. Now, Jokic used a little forearm there. He shoved uh, the owner after he refused to give him the ball. Jokic wanted to inbound it there quick. He fell back into his seat. A lot of people thinking this is a flop. <laughs> and the way he throws his hands up is quite That's funny to flop. me. Um, yeah, and then we also did have a fan removed from his seat that made contact with Jokic. Ishbia obviously stayed. The Suns released a statement saying an attendee was relocated to defuse the situation. Okay. And then attendee. Oh, he was like relocated it, to a different spot. Yes. Oh, that's he what was they allowed said. to stay in the that's building. What they said. I thought that was that a black polo. I guy? believe yes. so. Yeah. Yes, absolutely black so, polo. Yeah. He came out of nowhere for a touch on Jokic's <laughs> yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah, right. You're gonna nowhere. see it here, but uh, Kevin Owens, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, so again, this was just you know an, an unsportsmanlike technical foul. That's all that was called. After they looked at it, Tony Brothers and his crew, and now the cue is after this game and this morning, I'm sure on all the on the talking you know debate shows, will or should Jokic be suspended? What do you think? If Jokic is suspended for a game, I'm sitting out a game in no dunks. There's no chance he should be suspended for a game. I'm sitting one out, not just because he's a superstar, but because he was going to grab a ball to continue the game of basketball. That's what he was going to do. That's why he went over <laughs> to the area where the ball was. So there was a, a fan and who happened to be the owner. It doesn't really matter who it was, who had the ball on his hip, and he was holding it there very, very tightly, mm -hmm. and I'm totally okay with it. I don't mind the gamesmanship of him sort of helping up Josh Okogie, his player, while also having the ball on his hip. But he had such a vice grip on that ball <laughs> that when Jokic tried to grab it from him, a man who fights for balls for a living, it went up four rows. I mean, he had such a lock oh, yeah. on that ball. It's it's Bob back. Yeah, so, so the, and then Ish, <laughs> and then Ishbia touched Jokic on the hip, albeit just a, a, a gentle touch, and Jokic gave him a, a little elbow shove, a little elbow shiver, and Ishbia did the Matrix, whoa, fallback. 
and Jokic was hit with a tech foul. <laughs> I'm okay with everything. I'm okay with Ishbia saying, this is my team. I used to play basketball. I get to hold the ball if it comes to me. But also, Jokic wants to continue to play basketball. So I'm okay with everything. I'm okay with an unsportsmanlike. I'm okay with uh, Ishbia doing what he did. But if he gets suspended, I mean, that's just a pile of junk. I, 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 if that's, that's ridiculous if he's suspended. I know there's the talk, there's the sort of the gray area if he enters the stands. Yeah, the letter of the law is a player cannot go into the crowd, but yeah, I the gray area this... is not, yeah, he's like on the floor. Yeah, he <laughs> so, was going to get I'm a ball. I, he was going to get a ball. Uh, Trey, what do you think? And what do you think the league will do? I mean, good luck trying to figure out what Joe Dumars and Silver do, because <laughs> <laughs> half the time oh. we've been wrong, it feels like. Joe but, yeah, Dumars, totally. the, the malice at the palace, That's there's the connection there. Well, he's going to call Isaiah Thomas. What's going on down there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping it chill, actually. I'm surprised he yeah, didn't get he involved. He didn't do anything. He just yeah. sat there. He's like, I know what to do when I'm sitting courtside. I ain't grabbing the ball and holding on to it. Yeah. <laughs> like the money man over here, uh, they handled it fine. And that's what it should yeah. be. Fine. Probably Jokic gets fined. He did certainly make contact with a spectator. Uh, if that spectator was a standard fan, see you later. But it's Matt Ishbia, yes. the owner, so he gets the stay and already had an effect on the series, getting the Phoenix Suns one point. That's all they deserve. They get one point for this because <laughs> it was nonsense that he was holding on to the ball for so long. Just call it. Like, nobody wants anything more from this. My guess is that Adam Silver will call Matt Ishbia and he'll be like, don't suspend Jokic. He should, he should ask for him to be suspended because of doing due diligence for his team. But he should also be like, I don't want to be this big of a story in my very first playoffs ever. That's what you do a few years down the line. Uh, mm. So hopefully a fine for Ishbia, hopefully a fine for Jokic. And they're both there for game five. <laughs> Ishbia fined for holding the ball. I, I don't think he would have been not? tossed if he was a fan. I mean, he 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 did. He was smart in that he was keeping his eyes on his player, like he was pretending that he had his eyes on his player. Yeah, uh, yeah but he know, definitely didn't want to give the ball up. No. Also, I mean, it. there is this whole part. I don't think he would have been tossed if he was just a regular fan. I don't think he would have been tossed. Well, that's interesting. They tossed Kevin Owens for no reason. Yeah. Well, he came out of. He wasn't involved in the play. He was the third party in this play. That's not a play. That so guy hold who on. Came You're over. saying a fan sitting courtside? We need to, to to establish this. If the ball comes to me and I'm sitting courtside, do I, like do I have two seconds to give it back? Do I? <laughs> well, I'm you know, saying. I think he, I've joked before about what happens if I take the ball and just run away. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, what do they do? It's funny. Get hit by Jokic. <laughs> he will push you over. That's why you can't give a delay of game to somebody sitting courtside or to the arena in general. You can't give them a tech. Uh, but he was smart in that he was pretending to do be doing something else at right. the same time. That is smart. Was, he had two things on the go. But yeah, he had a lock on that thing. He, well, but he was a former is, player. He knows what he was doing. Yeah, the other part is, you know, we've seen this a million times. I think Rosillo calls it the Pat Bev rule because he does this all the time. I always think of it as the Kyle Lowry thing. Lowry always runs over and wants to do the give me the ball so we can have an advantage. He tries it all the time. Uh, Pat Bev does too as well, so shout outs to Rosillo for that one. But a lot of the times they don't let them inbound the ball. Because they're like, hold on, a guy's like in the third <laughs> row here, man. Yeah, like, just just relax. Isaiah Thomas. It's the second quarter, okay? Just relax. Let everybody can get into the play, and then we'll go. So that's the funny part about the Jokic like trying to rip the ball and like start a fast break. My gut says Malloy is not allowing it to happen. No, not while Josh is still getting up. <laughs> so in a way, yes. I look if Ishbia just hands him the ball, then this is nothing. I think Jokic then tries to inbound the ball, and Malloy says, nope, bring it back. Yeah. That's what it would have happened, I think. Uh, but then, you know, Jokic 
because he's doing the Pat Bev Lowry like type thing of like, come on, give it to me, let's go. He's sort of caught, he's a bit of an instigator as well. So they're both at fault. And that's why this is really a nothing burger. And hope to God he is not suspended no. for game five. I mean, it's a pretty bad look silly. to suspend an MVP because the owner gets involved. That's a bad yeah. look for the NBA. Yeah. Right. If it was just a fan, they wouldn't even think for a second to suspend Jokic. Totally. Uh, do you think Jokic knows who Matt Ishbia is? No, I don't. I don't think so either. I really don't. <laughs> Especially because he's also I mean, he's a newer think owner. He's a famous guy, right? Because he's courtside. Sitting courtside with Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> sure, maybe, yeah. My guess is if no. If you saw Isaiah Thomas, yeah. He's yeah, a famous guy, for sure. But I sometimes think Jokic doesn't even know who he's playing against. <laughs> he just shows up. He's like, who, who am I dropping 53 on? <laughs> who's just... that guy? That's TJ Warren. Who the hell is that? <laughs> I'm just glad the, uh, the Jokic brothers weren't sitting by, by that whole incident. Well, do they have to fly him in for Game 5 in Denver? <laughs> That seems like only fair to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of those guys ever does. <laughs> Got to bring him in. Sit and look tough in the stands. I've seen him do that a lot. Do you think um, Ishbia flopped or, uh, you know, a 6'11", 280 pound man with a little forearm is enough with your legs to the back of your chair? Uh, and it was more of a... You know, we're playing block charge here. Uh, which you got one was it? Topped a little. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I think it's so. all. Yeah, uh, I think it's a combo. I would really say 70-30 like uh, yeah. flop <laughs> fall. Like, I mean, I think we're probably underestimating how strong Jokic is. Like, that probably would knock most of us over. Just a little chicken wing from him, but the arms up was the flop, the flopping to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, I, I hope we don't miss you for a show because I don't think he's going to be suspended, and nor should oh, he. Geez. I, I think. We got I can't such a great freaking series going well, on. That's the other part of it. Imagine all. that. We've got a perfect series going on. Okay, this here's is so well, here's, what the, here's the counter though. The Suns fans go, well, what about us? Way back in 07, when Steve Nash got body checked by Robert Ory, <laughs> and a couple guys left the bench. <laughs> a couple guys. You know, Boris Diaw, yeah. Amari Stoudemire. That was that's, a weird one. That's what they, this you know, is, so they is say. Is this the same? Well, that's what they're going to say. <laughs> that's what they're they're going to say it's, you know, by the, the letter of the it law, sucked. you touch the fan, even though it's the owner. And it like, sucked. Nash goes to the finals if that doesn't happen. I mean, yeah. they still had another chance to win another game. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. There was Nash also admitted he did flop. I asked him, and he said, yeah, I flopped when, when Horry body checked me. You know, he got hit. They also but he really missing sold Nash, it. you know? No, that's right. That's right. Okay, so hopefully he's not going to be suspended. I uh, will say, watching this back, watching this so many times, you just find new little favorite guys yeah. to watch. Uh, earlier this morning, my new favorite guy became Guy in Blue Polo, who immediately just stands up, opens his mouth, and you can tell he just said, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> that guy's great. Also great when the ball gets popped out of Ishbia's hands, it goes to uh, a bald guy with a goatee. He passes the ball back into the referee, and when he does it, he did it with a shooting motion. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. That's what you do if you're courtside. That's how you got to show off. Check out my release with an instantaneous pass yeah, I agree. back to where it's supposed to go. I agree. Yeah, it goes to the guy in white, but he even thinks about holding on to the ball for yeah. a second. He's like, hold on, this is a fun game. Hot <laughs> this potato, cool. baby. And then he's like, nah, Jokic is asking for it. And you're right, he tries to throw it in. But then Josh, Akoji, he pops it out. He comes away with the ball in all this, which is the funny That's part. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, we will find out, I guess, within, I don't know, I, I assume today. Well, I don't know. Dumars doesn't act all that quickly sometimes with these, but I think I think I'm with TK that we get some fines, probably for both of them. Uh, you don't sound like you don't think Ishbia should is deserving one. I sort of think he played a part in this, and <laughs> it's like, look, you know, we had the Lowry incident in 2019 in the NBA Finals, 
No, it's different than this. Lowry spills into the front crowd in Golden State, uh, trying to save a ball. And uh, what he was like an investor of the team, you know, so a minority owner of some sort. Mark Stevens, I think his name was. You know, he pushed Lowry and dropped a couple f bombs. <laughs> like he was like angry that Lowry was hustling to save a ball. Right, that guy got suspended for a year. He couldn't go to games for a year, and I got and he got a five hundred thousand dollar fine. Now I don't think that's happening for Ishbia. But a smaller fine, sure. Didn't play. And don't worry, he's got the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, uh, all right. Well, let's hear from everybody out there. I know you guys are uh, sharing right now in the stream team your thoughts on the whole Jokic versus Ishpia incident. The NBA man, what a league. Uh, all right, let's just quickly get to the other Western Conference series from the weekend. I told you a couple of the games were blowouts since I've been gone at least, and uh, the one there in the latest game, Game 3, the Lakers crushed the Warriors 127-97, to and they take the 2-1 series lead. What do you got from this one? Well, the Warriors were kind of stroll into the rim there in in game two. And the Lakers cleaned that up. There was a red carpet, especially for Draymond Green, after the passes from Curry that they removed for game three. Uh, they yanked that from under Draymond's legs. But the Warriors were having a great game to start this game early in the second quarter. Uh, they are up 11, could have gone up 13, but Clay Thompson decided to pull out for a three-pointer instead of going to the rim when Curry was on the break with him. And that's when the game turned, and it got ugly it was uh the lakers winning by 18 points in that second quarter just by playing their style you want to talk about potential tees uh the free throw discrepancy in that second quarter was wild 15 to 1 there was one flagrant and three techs hit on the warriors one from the bench and uh that just set up the lakers defense and they were ready they they, were, they did a much better job of when curry was doubled uh to get in draymond's way and the warriors just couldn't get any flow and and, and really yeah that the game turned nine turnovers for the warriors uh, that one included there where clay decides to pull out he had a bad court he traveled uh he had a push off he had three turnovers himself call that one uh, that he didn't catch Curry's pass on him and yeah Davis woke up in terms of just trying to punish Draymond Green he drew four fouls on Draymond Green he hit more free throws than shots it was ugly it was the Lakers recipe for success and um, they're alternating games and I think the Warriors can win game four um, by playing a, a little bit more free uh, <laughs> and and not fouling as much uh, Draymond has to be better what do you think Trey Odd number game. Good AD. Alternating days. Alternating days. Pretty simple. <laughs> every every uh, odd number game, he's looking good. He had 21, I guess, through three quarters, which was basically the real part of this game here. I also thought LeBron had a pretty good second quarter and third quarter. He outscored Golden State 10-8 to right at the end of the second quarter during a huge run for the Lakers. Continued it in the third quarter, 11 points, four for six, two rebounds, and a block. He's not the same guy right now. There are still times when he looks slow. He didn't even take a shot, I don't think, in the first quarter of this nope. game. But he's got a sense of the moment, obviously. And he really swung the game, kind of sensing that the Warriors could be hitting the nose there in the second and third quarter. You saw LeBron and AD at the end of the third quarter. They know we just put on an incredible show. They're both just like <laughs> dying on the sideline, looking like the Popeyes employee after they finally dropped their chicken sandwich. But they went all out in the third quarter, knowing if we put them away right now, we can rest and not have to play the fourth quarter. So really great stuff uh, from LeBron and AD, giving exactly what they needed when they needed to. Also, D'Angelo Russell has been the main X factor in this series so far. When he's played well, 
the Lakers have won. Sure, it has come in the two games that Anthony Davis has played well as well, but having somebody else who can create from the perimeter while Reeves is struggling from the outside, while LeBron is not having his greatest series, somebody who has the ball in his hands and is able to score has been huge for the Lakers since the Warriors ain't getting that from any of their supporting guys. Yeah, after making 21 threes in the first two games, the Warriors in Game 3 went 13-44 of 44 from deep. They shot under 40% from the floor. Great Lakers defense, like you guys were talking about. And they committed 19 turnovers, which led to 27 Lakers points. So uh, given a lot back or a lot of easy points that way. And that is why they have the 2-1 series lead. And it feels like, uh, I guess if Game 5 in a 2-2 series is pivotal, Game 4 when you're down 2-1, crucial? Crucial seems like a right word for me. That's crucial. It's like, oh, it's basically, crucial. it's like, it's must win, right? Do you believe that? I know the Warriors technically could come back mm-hmm. from 3-1, they but could. the way the Lakers have looked, I think that would be quite the hole here mm-hmm. for them. So yeah, they got to get this one tonight. We'll be talking about it on tomorrow's podcast uh, live here from the Classic Factory. Will Tass be with us? That's the real question mm. as we wait to see <laughs> whether Jokic is suspended. <laughs> All right, so imagine, <laughs> imagine we don't get a decision tonight. You're coming in tomorrow. Oh, yeah. But what if Joe Dumars makes the call, no Jokic, game five, and we find out at 10.38 Eastern time, will you walk off the show? Oh, wow. Oh, 10.38 Eastern. While we're recording. It comes down, oh, breaking news from Shams. Nikola Jokic suspended five games. Yeah. I think you have to. You're out of here. Earbuds. (laughs) Leaving, taking your mic. Earbuds out. No, I'll leave my mic. Just (laughs) get up and just like stroll off. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. No well, problem. No problem. He's not, worried. Do, he's not concerned do, about it. He's... I, I do think that they should hit Matt Ishbia with a, a T as well. To, to add to his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Good. Thanks. I liked it. Yeah. Thanks for reading my comment and my tweet. How did you read everything? That was at oh, I, 10 a.m. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. Oh. I saw the one where you were going to uh, take yourself off the show, but not that one. Oh, That's yeah. a, a pretty obvious joke. It's weird yeah. to see a Matt with just one T. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know any other ones. Matty O, definitely not. Matt Hoffman, the BXMX writer. Was he a 1T? I think he was. Oh, I can't wow. believe I know that. He lost one in his <laughs> There you go. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Harden and his bounce-back <laughs> performance in Game 4, and uh, we'll tee up, obviously, the heat Knicks series. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Good cha-ching hit, JD. Well yeah, done. I almost whiffed it. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we, can, we can edit it. Oh, I'm going to fix it in post, yeah. Hey, what about that sure. little blub I had? Yeah, yeah like that's that. gone too. Oh, you don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Exactly. Uh, let's talk about the Eastern Conference Series. James Harden. No blubs here. Hits a game-winning three <laughs> in overtime. Sixers tie their series with the Celtics 2-2. That's a little shocking here. But the James Harden roller coaster. Wow, what a game <laughs> one. <laughs> Down two and three. 
flubbing lines in an ad read left and right. Game four crushes it. Ad execs calling into the show. We need more Harden, more skeets on these ad reads. The energy, the the Wayne's World quotes. Excellent. Uh, yeah, excellent. Swing. Um, so yeah. Harden, oh my God. What a game task. 42 points, 16 to 23 shooting. It's six threes. He had eight boards, nine assists, four steals, a block. Only one turnover in 47 minutes because this thing went to overtime. He had the, the the tying shot in the closing seconds of regulation, and then he hits the game winner with about 19 seconds to go. In it is so crazy how different he looks game to game, how bouncy those legs look in the mid-range, and he just looked spunky in game one and game four, and very different in game two and game three. And playing 48 minutes along with his man Embiid, playing 46 minutes, and them almost giving that game away in the last six minutes where Al Horford versus Joel Embiid, what a matchup. To see Al Horford block Joel Embiid three times in the last six minutes of regulation, that doesn't happen to an MVP very often. <laughs> that was He looked gassed. He was he was PJ gassed. Tucker screaming at him, come on, man! Yeah, Give me everything you got! He cussed him out for <laughs> he got sure. To dig deep. Uh, but he found that second wind. Yep. Just in time, he hit a fade over Horford, 240 left in OT. And then he drew a, f- a foul on Horford. But yeah, Tucker also doing it. Two huge offensive rebounds. Classic PJ. A uh, minute left in the fourth, and then three left in OT. The cuss out probably helped as well. Uh, but uh, Harden. Yeah, he was magical, man. Um, taking it really to, to Malcolm Brogdon, that matchup he loves, he adores, uh, and uh, was clutch. Obviously, the floater to tie at the end of regulation, and then that wide-open three that we got to talk about. How the heck do they leave him open on the strong side? How do you do that? Why do you do that, uh, Jalen Brown? He said Barely. it was a bad read. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he did it. He Agree. Did, he did take responsibility after the game. He said, uh, I gambled at the wrong time. Big shot by James Harden. But that's my fault. I take full accountability. Just a bad read. Not just a double, but also Embiid had picked up his dribble on, on Jason Tatum. He was corralling the ball ready to shoot. There was absolutely no need for him to be over there. He was not only gassed, but it just looked like there was a play going nowhere, even though it was Jason Tatum. So an odd read there. Especially you take the two and let the game get oh, tied. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the other point game. Yeah, versus a three ball in your eye. Uh, yeah, great. For night. a guy that's been on fire in this game. He had already hit five up into that point in James Harden. Made number six there in the corner. What would you think? Harden saved the bacon yeah. in this one because that's not even a great pass from Embiid. I mean, he no. obviously uh, incredible read to realize that Brown was coming to him, but he just got rid of it basically as quickly as he could. Harden reaches out with his left hand, pulls it in for the knockdown. That was just great stuff. Uh, from Harden, P.J. Tucker, he might be the most clutch player heckler in the NBA right now. He was yelling at Paul Reed in game one for giving up a couple of offensive rebounds. Then Paul Reed goes out and swishes four free throws to win this game. Embiid was losing it uh, at the end of the fourth quarter here. Only had two points in the fourth quarter. Gets heckled by P.J. Tucker and goes out and makes plays that he absolutely had to play or had to make. So great stuff from P.J. Tucker, who like literally that's what they got him for. One offensive rebound and a putback, and to keep everybody on task. Sometimes veteranship is just yelling at your own players to focus and make the plays they need to play because that came through in the clutch. And honestly, Harden, Tess, you said he was going to have his best playoffs ever. I think he has. He already has. Like he had <laughs> just in a weird way. Just in a weird way. He's had the most James Harden playoffs ever. He's got two game winners in this series, and he's got two complete no shows in this series. So I don't know where it goes from here. There are definitely things that can make 
each team look better. I think it's encouraging for the Sixers that Embiid does seem to be gaining strength a little bit as time goes on, though it is a problem. Him trying to play over 40 minutes a game, I don't know how often that's going to be able to happen in games five, six, and seven if we get there. Uh, but pulling this one out, I thought was great for Philadelphia because if they would have lost this, it's Jover. Uh, but now they got a chance. Yep. And the Celtics did so many things well, in specifically in the fourth quarter when they got back in the game and took the lead after they were trailing in this one, that I'm almost shocked they didn't win. Um, what did you think, though, about Joe Missoula's decision to once again not call timeouts uh, at the end of regulation, obviously at the end of overtime where they don't even get a shot off. I mean, Smart hits the three, but it's like a, a good half a second, if not a second, sort of late. Uh, and they had them to call. And he says, no, nah, just go. We don't. I guess we don't want the Sixers to sub in any defensive guys. And I trust this unit enough, even though they sort of have shown a couple times now. It's like, maybe, maybe draw up something here, Joe. Because these are, you're not even getting a look in this one. Well, there's two times you can call a timeout. I'm fine with him not calling the timeout as they go down the floor. But then when the play stalls, you can call a timeout. Right. That's when you do it. Uh, And they've shown that they can uh, make something out of a a, a non-call. They did it last year against the Brooklyn Nets when they won that game uh, in uh, game one in in the first round of that playoff series. But his old coach, Brad Stevens, would always call a timeout when things would, or not his old coach, but his uh, predecessor, Brad Stevens, would call when there was a, a dead dead play, things weren't going well. Call it then. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with them bringing it down. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're, a, they're like a, what are they calling them now? Just, a, you know, like a chaos offense, randomness offense. So that, that's, that's fine by me. But, yeah, call it late, I thought. I'm guessing the Sixers are going to be happy both times. Marcus Smart being the one to try and beat them, though. I mean, totally, he got a yeah. pretty good look in, on the first one in, in regulation. He made the second one. Uh, right, and he did make the second one, but it didn't get to him in time. That That's on Tatum to me, yeah. more so than it is on Joe Missoula. I agree. Like, maybe you could have called a timeout when they brought the ball up, and Tatum just wasn't doing anything. There was like nine seconds. You could have called a timeout there, but then Maxi gets subbed off. James Harden gets subbed off, and those are the guys you're targeting in that situation. They got a great look. It's just Tatum waited way too long. He should have started going at... Eight seconds, ten seconds, something like that, rather than five seconds, which he did, and maybe he had a shot over Maxi. He's got what six inches on Maxi. That's an easy jumper he could have taken. Uh, but that was just a poor clock recognition yeah. um, from Jason Tatum because even if even if they get or even if they, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. They needed to get a shot off earlier. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's 100 yeah, percent it. Because you give yourself a chance at the offensive rebound as well, or so, fouling them and and putting them into the line. The even. only yeah. They made two bad plays in this game. One was helping off Harden in the corner. That's on Jalen Brown. That one's not on Joe Mazzula. That's 100% a Jalen Brown call on the read there. And then this one is 100% on Tatum just waiting too long. There was nothing to it. Like, what was Mazzula going to do? Call up a play? Probably run the same play. Mm-hmm. It's usually uh, just do it. Usually, it's Tatum yeah. starts in the back in the backcourt. We haven't seen up. that once yet. <laughs> yeah, we Come haven't. on, it's the go-to. Well, I probably should have pulled yeah. it out. Yeah. It looked like they were running a play as if they were tied rather than down one. Yeah, totally. Like they, yeah. Were just yeah. To, yes. they were just trying to milk it as much because, as like possible. Because, like Trey saying, you sense. go, you go early, you miss, you might get an offensive you got rebound, one shot at you it. might get fouled, mm-hmm. and and uh, and even then, Sixers grab the rebound, you foul. You still have a timeout. They go to the, so they go to the line. They hit two. You still have a chance to tie it with a three. They miss one. Obviously, you still have a chance to win it or tie it because you're advancing the ball with a timeout. Yeah, it was the waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, it felt like they were like, oh, we're tied here. <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly. like worst case, we're yeah. going to double overtime. It's like no, you're you're trailing after that hard in three from the corner. I'm actually 
It's going to sound weird to say I'm almost ecstatic that the Sixers won this game because there were two pretty controversial calls that both went Boston's way where it was like, oh, if they win this game and they're up 3-1, you know, Sixers fans would be going nuts, and rightfully so. I'm talking about where Embiid crashed into Smart on, like, that driving one-handed bank shot with about a minute 50 to go in overtime. It went in, called for an offensive foul. They review it, and the call did stand. I don't know if you had thoughts on that one. Smart outside of the restricted area, leaning a little bit. You're okay with well, them not yeah, what overturning was, What it. was the other one? Tatum pushing off. Oh, yeah, nice chicken wing. Come on. Hot dog and a Tony. He, he, put, he pushed off. <laughs> like, like, I mean, the defender, the defenders already have the impossible task of trying to stop these guys. You can't you can't create space like the old Matty O chicken wing there where he sends them <laughs> flying. I mean, that was the one that really pissed off Doc Rivers. And Tatum hit a huge shot, but he only had space because he pushed them off. Uh, and not like he's the only guy in the league to do it. Don't get me wrong. Harden on the other side, but he does it every second play. But that was a that was a rough one. But in the end, it didn't matter. Sixers pulled it out. Yeah, I'm just glad that the, the Sixers scrapped enough to win one at home. That's all they really did. <laughs> they just weren't going to lose at home. They played their two stars absolutely every second that they possibly yep. could play, and they pulled out one. And yeah, they have a chance to to go on the road. The Celtics, yeah, they're not playing their perfect game. Uh, that's absolutely for sure. <laughs> and I think they got away from guarding James Harden a little bit better, uh, like they did in games three, games two, with more Jalen Brown. Uh, I think they left him out on an island a little weight, a little too much. And, yeah, Harden was cooking. You've brought this up before, too. I think I heard even Jalen Brown address it after this one. They really go away from this guy down the stretch. I, I don't have it in front of me, but he did not have a lot of attempts Three shots. in the fourth quarter. Three shots the in the fourth, zero in OT. Yeah, and, you know, again, he had another another solid first half. He said it's on him a little bit. I got to be a little more active, getting involved in it and stuff like that. And he's going to trust his guys. I get it. But, I mean, he's played so well <laughs> for a majority of the series, but there are stretches where it's like you don't even know he's out there offensively. Yeah, it's pretty strange. <clears throat> he's a great scorer. He's not a great playmaker. Yeah, I'll say that for Brown and his Handle can get a little loose, so I guess uh, Missoula just prefers Tatum's playmaking, and obviously he really trusts Marcus Smart's playmaking yeah. as well. But I agree, you got Brown is an instrumental part of this team, and when he's doing his defense to offense thing, I think the Celtics look unbeatable. Uh, it's just important to keep him involved down the stretch uh, because it feels like it can just be Tatum and Smart taking turns, and both of those guys just make some really weird plays, <laughs> all things considered. Uh, and just to put a bow on this one, you said like Harden, two games winner in this series, games one and games four. And in between that, the worst two game shooting effort of his career, going five of 28 in games two and three. So these are like this series in four games, only four games so far. He's had like maybe his greatest playoff moments, probably in two game winners <laughs> and his worst it's playoff very games weird. in the middle which is insane but it's a best of three series now and the Celtics are going to be kicking themselves if Harden has another one in him if there's an Embiid game still left sure, somewhere yeah. you know I know, you know he's banged up here with the knee and all that um, because anything can happen it feels like I don't want to put words in your mouth but you, you, you maybe both of you feel pretty good still about the Celtics chances because they've looked like the better team uh, overall in this series and, and throughout the postseason or or no? Am I wrong? I'm reading you wrong. Yeah, they have home court advantage and they've looked like the better team. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm you comfortable think they are with the better them. team. Yeah. Yeah. You agree? Yeah, I, th- I 
still think the Celtics are the favorites here, but they've yeah. had the game one loss with no Embiid is like a major missed opportunity. And then last night is, a, or afternoon, I guess, is a major missed opportunity as well. Both of those games were winnable. This could have easily been a Celtics sweep, yeah. but fourth quarters can be a problem uh, for Boston. And maybe that's the case going forward. Like that's always the worry with the Celtics is the mental game. The mental game just seems to elude them a little bit when things get tough a little bit. But uh, cool stuff from James Harden. He brought in John Howe, the victim from the yep. MSU shooting, and you could tell it actually meant something to James Harden. He was, like, grinning ear to ear after the game, getting to sit next to him uh, and talk about how much of a good luck charm he had been, asking him to come back for game six. Like, you never see that kind of a smile on Harden's face. That was interesting to see. Also, he mentioned that Doc Rivers sent him a seven-and-a-half-minute gospel song, You Know My Name, by Tasha Cobb Leonard. Yes. So he just turned it on with his boys. <laughs> he told the homies the to put it on, he said. He's with the homies, just put on this seven-minute gospel song. And I'm just thinking, James Harden is good friends with Lil Baby. You think Lil Baby and James Harden were just sitting around listening to, You know my name. <laughs> it just keeps going and going. Lil Baby's like, James, what are we listening to? No, we're not turning it off. Doc, we, Doc we sent a, me this. We got, got a remix. We got a remix coming <laughs> yeah, soon. That was awesome. Is my guess. That was awesome. <laughs> yep. Uh, a happy James Harden there after an incredible performance, man, in Game Four there in two-two series. Uh, game Five pivotal coming up soon uh, later this week on Tuesday night. Uh, the other uh, final, I guess, playoff series to talk about just briefly here. Maybe Jimmy Butler scored twenty-eight as the Heat crushed the Knicks one hundred five eighty-six, and they got the two-one series lead. Game Four tonight. Yeah, this one uh, is the one that's hanging by a thread. The Knicks got to turn it up in, in quarter number one here in game four or else this one is over. And because the Heat have them playing right into their hands, playing to bad matchups, uh, Randall going at Bam and Barrett going at Butler. They're not trusting the pass, and you know maybe Randall's banged up. He looked like a different guy from from game two to game three. Totally different. And Brunson also hobbling around out there, but they didn't hit a shot in the paint until midway through the, or outside the paint, excuse me, um, until midway through the second quarter. I mean, they just, they just don't know what's going on out there. They're just not playing like themselves. They're not, again, trusting the pass. Uh, Heat switched up their mass up matchups. It's up to Tibbs now. Play a shooter out there with, with Clint Grimes instead of Josh Hart because they're not covering Josh Hart whatsoever. Or Randall's just got to be better at uh, deciding what he's doing. Um, and and it's kind of on Randall. And, uh, yeah, I think a shooter would help. But this one is the one that's basically what the Knicks did to the Cavs, the Heat are doing to the Knicks, mm. forcing them into the wrong spots. And they got to play better. And the shooters can't shoot. That's a huge problem here. The Heat are shooting 30% from three in this series, and they're winning the three-point battle because New York is shooting 27%. Even Grimes can't hit. He's two for nine so far in this series. Quickly went out last night. He has been a disappointment in the playoffs so far. Josh Hart, they're willing to gamble with him, and then it's just pack the paint. It's Brunson or it's Randall. Like you said, a lot of times they are attacking against the Heat's best defenders. Certainly New York could be a little bit more diligent about attacking the right mismatches. Uh, but it feels like it's going to come down to a one-on-one -on -one game. And then, if that's the case, you're going to be siding with Jimmy Butler, right. despite the fact that Jalen Brunson has been lights out so far in this playoffs. It just feels like uh, if you're relying on Tom Thibodeau to come through with some offensive creativity, you're going to be in pr trouble because that has been Tom Thibodeau's offense, as long as I've known about him as an NBA coach, give it to a guard and let him go cook. Uh, they're not cooking in this game. Right. 
Yeah, we'll see here. Randall has to have a much, much better game than Game 3. He had one of his brutal ones, 10 points, 4 of 15 shooting, didn't hit a 3. Not that anyone really could. I think they shot 8 of 40 as a team in Game uh, 3. The Knicks did, 20%, if my math is right there. That is... That's a whole lot of misses uh, from deep. And Trey, you're right. It's not like the Heat are like lighting it up on the other side of it. I mean, they shot 22% from three, uh, but still somehow better. Big one for the Knicks tonight. Uh, they need their stars there in Randall and Brunson to, to come through. And they need like those top and corner threes to go or Hart to let them fire. I mean, a couple in game three, they, they got to knock those down. They're not going to win these games shooting 34% from the field. But series on the line. The only other question I have from all of these games over the weekend has a clear championship favorite emerged to either of you guys? Or is this thing still, like, wildly up in the air? I think it's up in the air. Yeah. I think seven of eight teams could win. It doesn't look like the Knicks can win it, but I think I think <laughs> all the rest of them can win it. Okay. That's I think that's uh, legitimate. I think this is, this is fantastic stuff we got going on here. It right. feels very up in the air. In fact, I've got one reason why every team won't win the title. Why they won't? Why they will not. Okay. No team can win the championship right now. I've... Organize these one through eight. We've got one through eight still left in the playoffs right now. The one seed, Denver Nuggets, one and three on the road. Yeah. Two seed, Boston Celtics. They always do dumb stuff and collapse in the fourth quarter. <laughs> True. Three seed, the Philadelphia 76ers. They've played eight games and they have one Joel Embiid injury and two James Harden no-shows. Phoenix Suns, two good players. New York Knicks, can't make threes. Golden State Warriors, stinky on the road. Los Angeles Lakers, a seven seed has never made the NBA Finals. <laughs> Miami Heat, play-in team has never won the NBA Finals. Okay. No championship this year. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to run it over? They'll play for two next yeah. year? Is that it's like a do? skins game. Oh, wow. Just wow. play for two next year. Okay, it does feel uh, still wide open. I agree with you guys. But you tell us, has a clear championship favorite emerged after you know three or four games in a lot of these series? Because uh, I also love, now we're at the point, and we even saw it with the Jokic-Ishbia a little bit, it, we're we're going to get into hijink season here now. Now these teams have played each other for a couple games. I'm tired of you. You're tired of me. You know, the pushing gets a little more extra. You know, maybe, uh, you know, tempers flare a little bit more because you're just you're just like, I can't stand playing this guy anymore. Always starts to happen around this time in a series, especially in these ones where it feels like anyone can go on to win this, not only the series, but maybe the whole thing. So I'm excited to see what happens this week. Let's take our final break. When we come back, tweet in the night. Don't go anywhere. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Before we get to Tweet of the Night, a tweet just came through that people were pointing out in the stream team. Uh, Matt Ishbia tweeting his thoughts on the incident. He wants Jokic suspended for 80 games. No, just kidding. He wrote, great win for the Suns last night in an amazing series so far. That should be and is the only story. Suspending or finding anyone over last night's incident would not be right. I have a lot of respect for Jokic, and I don't want to see anything like that. Excited for Game 5. Go Suns. Respect. That should help. <laughs> should help the case here for not suspending uh, Jokic at the very least. I don't know about fines, but at least not suspending him. Was He's it like maybe no uh, Om Youngmasuk, I think, had a report after the incident last night, but before the game was over, he said he went and t- tried to talk to Matt Ishbia about it, and Ishbia didn't want to say anything about it. Right, right. So he's definitely trying to keep the focus on the Suns winning, extending the series, uh, tying things up 2-2. So hopefully that is the case. It should be. <laughs> Adam Silver just says, hey, see the tweet. <laughs> That's their statement that they release? Check the tweets. Check the tweets. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's get to the actual tweet of the night. Mm, Tweet of the night. Wow. Tweet of the night comes from the 76ers. Uh, Backstory in February, gunman opened fire at Michigan State University, uh, shot and killed three people and injured others. One of those people uh, was... John Howe, an international student from China. John Howe, openly uh, excited about being a James Harden fan. And so Harden reached out immediately after and contacted him in hospital, was his FaceTime friend. They created a relationship. And Harden told him if he was healthy enough, he needed to join him in the playoffs. Well, he brought him to game four. And after the win, uh, we got a clip here of Harden talking to Howe and his family about coming to game six in Philly. Game six. You gotta come back. I don't know what you got going on with your schedule is. Game six, you gotta be back here. Cause you the good luck charm for real. I just kept thinking about it. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Nah. Like we talked about last time, every day, right? Yeah. Every day is is an opportunity to get better. You know what I mean? Mentally, physically, all that. So just keep the right mindset. You know, I'm always praying for you. You always got you if you need me. You know that? Yeah. Yeah. Be with the family. Yeah. Hey, um, seriously, game six. (laughs) (laughs) Throws in the seriously game six. You got to come back, man. I need you here. Yeah, good story there um, coming out of it. Uh, A horrific story, but James Harden definitely wants him. Wants John to show up for game six. Wants the fam to to show up. Absolutely. Uh, All right, guys, let's call it there. We got two big games on tonight. In the association, in the playoffs, the 40 games in 40 nights. It continues. We'll be back at 10 a.m. Eastern to break them all down. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe to No Dunks. Make sure you go get your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. And hey, now that this classic has ended, go check out Is This Good with Ariel Helwani. Matty O and JD chopping it up. 
talking about tickling guys in the octagon. <laughs> I still <laughs> still makes me laugh just thinking about these three talking about that. I wonder who brought that up. Oh, Matty O for <laughs> sure. <laughs> gotta be, gotta be. Um, can't wait to check that one out, but we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Until then, Clipper Bro! You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us. And remember, gonna check Matt Ishbia's Twitter account just to make sure it's mm. legit. Um, blue that. check? Yeah. Oh, it must be. Or is it? <laughs> Who knows anymore, you know? Brace the day, people. <laughs> <laughs>